Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your K Priest here, Cody, and we're keeping it geekly with our new guest, John Salito. We're here to break down Veritas issues one, two, three, and four, and everything in between. John, welcome to the stream. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had the chance to read issues one through three on on Webtoons. Uh, right now, you're doing a Kickstarter to bring these to physical form, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That is correct, yes. I'm, so, uh, I'm excited. So let's begin with the basics. Let's start with uh, who you are and how you got into creating comics. Uh, sure. Uh, my name is John uh, from California. I have been writing comics for about six years now. Uh, very much a uh, it was an exercise actually to see if I could write uh, novels. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I enjoyed writing comics a lot more because the, the problem I was having with books was oh man, I just keep writing and I never stop. I don't know how to end a <laughs> chapter. And I was like, what if I write a comic? It's it's self-contained. It's got so many pages per issue. What if I write that? And then I graduate grander and grander sizes. And it turned out I enjoyed writing comics a lot more than I enjoyed writing books. Not that I just like writing books. I have a book of short stories, but I enjoy comics because they're frankly a little bit more fun. The collaborative effort is so much more engaging and artistically rewarding i think sometimes so uh, i've been writing for about six or seven years now veritas is my first series um mm -hmm. second series is a detective series called certifiable investigations it's also on webtoon that is a little bit like uh big trouble in little china meets columbo in the 1920s um, oh, that's but awesome. veritas Thank you. Uh, Veritas is if Law and Order met Invincible. It's a little bit like Cowl from Image Comics, a little bit like The Incredibles, um, more focused on people and the people behind the mask and in the costume than, mm -hmm. oh my God, the universe is ending. There's a grand catastrophe about to happen. This is about how people handle being superheroes and how the things that they deal with affect them and change their perspectives and brains on how they look at the world. Absolutely. We have a uh, CM Holy over on Twitch stop dropping in to uh, drop some emojis over over on Twitch. We appreciate you stopping in, Chris. So, you know, I, I love, you know, what you did with this character. We have a character. I mean, are we allowed to talk about it or do you want to kind of keep it? Yeah, free? of course. I mean, it's been it's been online for a while now. So I, I imagine. So, <laughs> so we have a, a character a protagonist who uh, goes through you know you 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 wrote such a human side to him he goes through what is it like post-traumatic stress almost like where he gets shot and it's uh he he thought he was gonna die but he ends up not dying uh but in that same aspect you know does this like get him to flinch when that happens again or is he gonna be able to overcome that i thought that was just such an awesome like well not an awesome circumstance for him to go through but an awesome emotion <laughs> to have like invoked within him and there's, and I, I really appreciate that you you like that. That was something I worked very hard on um, because there's there's an aspect of what I call um, uh, strongman characters that we don't normally see a lot of. Usually that part is glossed over in the evolution of the character. Like with Superman, um, something happens to him on the farm, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm okay," because the the you know the combine harvester didn't kill me or invincible. He's just cool with getting shot for a bit. Um, any sort of large strength and vulnerability character doesn't really go through the trauma of growing up in a world where you believe this is a deadly thing. And once it happens to you for the first time, you have no concept of like how to 
psychologically detach yourself mm -hmm. from the fact that you have survived something that you've been told your entire life societally will kill you. And for him, uh, what happens, you know, in issues one and two, yeah, he has that moment where he's like, oh my God, I've been shot. I don't know what happens. And he goes into shock. And the next day he's embarrassed. He doesn't know how to really handle that. So he goes to talk to his dad, um, who obviously knows he has powers and kind of his dad apologizes. His dad's like, I'm so sorry. We didn't know how to help you figure this out because we couldn't bring ourselves to hurt you to try and figure out how strong you were. Yeah. Which is also a very human thing for a parent because they're like, yeah, we can teach you how to run, fly, punch. When it comes to seeing your physical pain threshold, nobody really wants to test that. Well, who wants to point a gun at their kid and be like, all right, let's see if you're going to exactly. survive this. Right. There's that There's that bit in Kick-Ass where uh, he shoots his daughter because she's got the bulletproof vest on because mm -hmm. he's trying to explain to her, this will protect you and it will hurt versus we're going to shoot you without any sort of protection on. We don't know if this is going to hit you or if it's going to hurt you or if it's going to do anything worse. Um, I don't think they could have done that. And, and, you know, for both of them, it's kind of a traumatic experience, you know, and it, you know, for him and his dad, maybe not his mother, uh, <laughs> who's, who's much more of a different kind of person. She um, like berated him almost. I, shoo. Oh man. She's a, she's a momager. She's a mom manager. She, uh, I kind of wrote her like one of those moms that like pushes their kids through the beauty pageants when they're very young. She lives, yeah. she's very much intent on making Veritas very good at his job. Um, even though she has very questionable methods about giving him constructive criticism. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's a very odd dynamic, but also I like to think it's a very uh, common dynamic you see in families mm -hmm. where one of the parents is very intent on giving help that they think is important and very helpful while the other one is kind of like i have to now do damage control for yeah. what the other one did <laughs> and that's i part of one of the things i'm trying to do with the series is make really relatable human characters that people go like oh yeah no i know exactly what that's like or you know yes just because they're talking about superpowers doesn't mean i i haven't experienced a mother who is way too controlling mm -hmm. or a father who's a little bit of a pushover and that causes a weird dynamic in the family. So, I mean, was issue one your first, like, jump into creating comics? Um, yes and no. So there was you... an original there was an original outline that was not like issue one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I outlined the first six issues because um, I pitched this to a company that I don't think is around anymore. And they they wanted it. Um, and then we kind of just stopped talking. Um but the original pitch was to happen a year after Veritas had been in training. So he was going to kind of have this down, kind of know what he's doing, kind of be good at this. Um, and I decided that throwing the reader into a world that they so desperately would not understand by tons of like political mechanics, mm -hmm. the job, these people was not fair and would be a lot of work on me to try and backfill all that world explanation. So I ended up restarting and writing issue one that you see now, which is, you know, day one, night one, year one for this guy, and you get to grow with him. So what made you want to go the webcomic route? Did you have any intention on bringing this to physical form like when you were creating it? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has some sort of... With a series like this that isn't kind of like um, newspaper comics but on the web, um, mm -hmm. everyone kind of has an idea of like, I want to pitch this somewhere and get it picked up and get it, you know, seen by a lot of people. And I did. I've, I've pitched Veritas around to a lot of companies, um, none of which have uh, the portfolio space for the comic um, being as nice as possible uh, compared to some of the stuff that I've, I've gotten back. <laughs> <laughs> um and that is perfectly fine superheroes are a hard pitch you know mm -hmm. the, the the industry is drowning in the genre and that is perfectly okay and i understand that um and at a certain point when i was making issues one through six um my partner at the time she was like you know you could just put these online because otherwise you're just sitting on these and no one's going to see them and that's not fair and you know, I, I thought for a bit and, you know, thought she was right. So I built a website that is readable, um, but it is definitely, you know, baby's first comic website. And I <laughs> then found Webtoon and I was like, this is a better um, space for this. It's it's more mm -hmm. it's more geared for this. And it, it's got the API that works just better and it is easier to read on. There's a there's a built in audience. I'm slowly transitioning that old website into a website that has basically information about all my series and projects. Um, but, you know, I I was really impressed with what Webtoon had in terms of just like the the breadth of genres and the the amount of creators that were there. And I heard good things. So I, I kind of went over there and I've I've been enjoying it. You know, I I like making something and putting it out, not having to worry about, you know, will the printer give it to me on time but that is what yeah. the kickstarter is for um because i you know have found if i do these small batch print runs i get it to the people who want it and i don't have to worry about like oh god i have so much inventory you mm -hmm. know what do i do with all these comics and I've ma i make enough for as many people as want them i give them something extra for you know buying the print run they get art they get stickers they get mm -hmm. new pieces of things that have not been seen before that are you know unique to the, the kickstarter and that is kind of my my thank you to these people who who pledge for this to help me kind of make this uh physical and you know thank them for their you know their patronage and being fans and things like that and i've, I've been enjoying that as well because it's always nice to get comics in the hands of people who don't read web comics because that's mm -hmm. a, still a big you know a uh, percentage of people and some of them want this and that's great Oh, that's awesome. So you are not only the writer, but the letterer as well. Can you give us the rest of the creative team involved uh, with this project? Sure thing. Uh, Davis Dominguez is the series artist, uh, does pencils and inks, and he does a fantastic job. I am so very, very fortunate to be working with him. Um, he's an excellent collaborator, and I have nothing but praises to sing for him. Please, please check him out. He is D-E-I-V-I-S-G-D uh, mm -hmm. on Twitter, and he's amazing please 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 go check them out um as for the colorists we have uh two on the team we have uh valerie saint gelay and nylish davis uh valerie saint gelay on twitter is at choir inc q u i r e i n k and uh nylisha is fanatic creations i believe f-a-n-t-i-c-r-e-a-t-i-o-n-s Oh, wow. Look at me spelling things on the fly. That was not prepared. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, they are 
an incredible team. Uh, Nylisha is the flatter for Valerie. They work very mm -hmm. well in tandem. They, they're a good system. Um, I've been very, very appreciative of them uh, working on issues one through six. Um, very great uh, communicative and great collaborators as well. And that has made this a lot easier for someone who is basically producing an entire project themselves, working with people who are kind, uh, excited about working on the project and mm -hmm. happy to do it has been so nice as opposed to people who are like, you know, I don't really care about this. You know, if you don't have this stuff, I'm just going to move on to my other project. And, and which is, I mean, you need to go where the money is and you need to go where the jet, where you're getting the jobs. And if this isn't a prestigious project for you, I understand mm -hmm. working with people who care about it and who enjoy it is you can't put a price on that. And it's been great to, to work with these people. Absolutely. So I think right now would be a perfect segue. Let's go ahead and head over to the campaign and see what sure. the hype is all about. So what made you uh, kind of go the route with uh, dropping all four at once? This uh, Is this your first uh, Kickstarter? Or have you done uh, more before? So, this is my second crowdfunding campaign. I had my first campaign on Zoop um, mm -hmm. and that was for issues one and two. And I had a really good experience on Zoop. So, you know, nothing, nothing but good things to say about them. Um, I wanted to try my hand at Kickstarter. It's a larger platform with a larger audience. Wanted to see if I could do this on my own. Uh, so I am here with all four issues, one, two, three, and four. Three and four mm -hmm. have never been printed before. One and two have. Um, so obviously you can see we got all four issues there. Um, further down, you can see that there are uh, stickers uh, pinups that you can get, uh, two of which were drawn by Davis Dominguez. One of them was drawn by Josh Hood and colored by DJ uh, Chavez, who is an amazing colorist. And Josh Hood is phenomenal. He works, mm -hmm. does a lot of dark horse work. Um, they've given me some really great uh, pieces of art to attach. Um, the stickers you can get, one of them is obviously a Veritas logo. The second one is the logo for the Citizen Defenders Initiative, which is the legal registration act for the superheroes in this world um and that's awesome the, the two new stickers you have are pinnacle which is a very shadowy organization that exists within veritas who is a paramilitary company that might also employ a lot of metahumans and do things that are not necessarily uh, altruistic <laughs> and the fourth sticker is for the meta militia who are a metahuman biker gang uh, that exists in the world and they are very very not nice people um but they are also you know understandably guys who've had it rough with visible meta mutations and some other untoward things that have happened to them absolutely we're looking at veritas print run of issues one through four help wild hair comics print their physical run of issues one through four of the webcomic veritas currently at one thousand four hundred and thirty six dollars of a four thousand dollar goal with 38 backers and nine days left to go Right here is the link for everyone that is watching. Be sure to check this out with us. If you're able to back, we would love to see it. But if not, simply putting this on Facebook and Twitter helps just as much. And word of mouth is 100% free. Uh, let's go ahead and check out some of these. You said uh, we had some stickers and prints down below. We do. Yeah, there's also some variant covers for issues three and four, which were so gorgeously done. That, and I've been really excited to show those to folks. Um, you can get the physical uh, and digital collections. Uh, which have all four uh, issues. Um, Ten bucks! Wow, that, that that that's outstanding price for uh, a four issue collection. Look, I, I I love giving people literature. I'm a fan <laughs> of of reading, and I think that you know everybody likes everybody likes reading. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, some of these are priced 
fairly reasonably for four comics. Uh, I believe even the digital one or the physical copies is only about $20 to get all four issues, which is pretty much exactly what you spend for Marvel and DC these days. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little less. <laughs> um, but there are the uh, variant covers. That one is phenomenal. That was done by Josh Hood. Um, just love that that picture. I love the way that he he's drawn Veritas. Mm -hmm. It's really great. Um, and then I believe you go down one more. There's a second variant cover done by Davis, uh, the series creator or uh, series artist. That I that's awesome. I love that picture of Shield Maiden. It's so cool. And we are so, just now starting to get into her powers too, which I'm excited about. She's from. Uh, is she from Asgard? Uh, she is not. Her gear has been given to her by her former mentor, who has mysteriously disappeared, and where exactly her gear has come from is a source of mystery, but she is able to use them very effectively. The shield um, is pretty much invulnerable and the hammer increases her strength and gives her flying ability. I could have sworn uh, I read something about Odin. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the the weapons are Odin forged. Okay. They, okay. Are, they are made by Odin. How she's gotten them, how her mentor got them, is still unclear to the reader. I got gotcha. you. Thank God. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't left that a mystery to myself, but I know how, how she's gotten them. Um, and her mentor, uh, I believe if you've read issue three, you do see a picture of her mentor um, in an old photo on her wall in her apartment um, who has disappeared, who had more of the Odin Forge weaponry is gone. She, she mentions uh, Ragnarok as well, correct? That is her old mentor's name. Right? Okay, okay, yes. all right, all right. Now it's all starting to click. I just needed to read a little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah, I've I've tried to I've tried to not beat the reader over the head with tons and tons of lore when it doesn't mm -hmm. matter, but I haven't stopped myself from saying things that are natural for the course of these characters. Like obviously her friend would know about these things because she's yeah. also a hero. So it, and something they've talked about. So it wouldn't be like she doesn't know these things, but also Shield Maiden has probably talked about that because they've known each other for years a lot. So it's old hat to them versus mm -hmm. for the reader. It wouldn't make sense for her to be like, oh, those weapons that you've had for years. And like, that's not a way that normal people talk, you know, in a yeah, conversation yeah. to each other. So we have some other awesome tiers as well. You can pledge 30 or more and get a signed physical collection with stickers. Pledge 45 yes. or more, get a signed issue in print bundle. The true collector's package, which is going to be 75 or more. And you get uh, the, all the physicals of issue one through four, all, all signed, all the stickers, all the prints, uh, everything. And then get drawn in at $100, so another awesome tier as well. I mean, had I, some some cool cameos that have been that are in the works now from the last uh, from the last campaign that I'm excited to do because they've given me some really good ideas that I'm like, can I <laughs> use you as a series regular character? They're like, really? I'm like, that's a funny idea. Can I keep that? And they're like, yes. You absolutely can. So if you if we work on a fun idea, you might become a series regular. Uh, if that is at all enticing to you uh, to have a little Easter egg of yourself in the series. So make sure you come up with a good dollar. And for, I mean, what, 100 bucks? That is one hell of a price. So guys, right there is the campaign in its entirety. Be sure to check out this link. Once again, right there it is. That being said, it is time for us to switch back over to our other scene. So after going through that Kickstarter and looking at all those tiers, John, what would you like to say to anyone who might be on the fence about backing? Um, first of all, completely understandable. I have a Kickstarter problem myself. I totally get it. <laughs> uh, so no shame. Um, 
if you are on the fence, um, if you want to see more indie comics, getting more like this, more like Veritas, more like others like Veritas mm -hmm. out in the world is how you do that. Showing people the types of series and the types of stories that you want by helping them succeed, helping other artists continue to make comics is how we get new art, new cool things. Um, there's so many awesome comics on Kickstarter, new campaigns every day. Um, if you are tired of what you see on the shelves, this is how you get new stuff. I would absolutely love to give you my story and the story that I've worked on with my team. And I hope you enjoy it. And really, that's all I really want to do is give you a good story and have a good time. And uh, I mean, if you're on the fence, you can read uh, what issues one through four. I mean, you have way more too. this. It seems like it's an ongoing series. Yes, um, there are technically 12 issues that okay. you could read. Um, and I'm slowly getting them up on Webtoons over time. I'm waiting on the finished colors for mm -hmm. five and six. And then you can read issues one through six if you'd like. Um, I believe issues one through six are complete right now on Webtoon if you want to keep reading it. Um, seven through 12, uh, same. Those are getting colored right now uh, by a new team. And I'm excited to show those too. So if you're on the fence and you want to see what you're going to get, you can read issue one for free right now. And if you want to get the rest of it, you can. Um, I totally, uh, absolutely recommend checking something out before you buy it. And I, I would not, I would not be insulted. <laughs> no, that is awesome. So John, before I let you go, I always love asking guests for a little bit of advice for anyone who might be new, uh, within the comic creating scene. So with that being said, for anyone who is just starting out and having a hard time getting motivated, what advice would you offer them to help them kind of just get that little boost and to, you know, just to get going with their project? It's Okay. You're doing fine. What you are doing is important. And what you are doing is how you continue to make art. It's totally okay. If it's not the way that you think it's supposed to look, it's totally okay. If it's not sounding quite right, you can always fix it. You can always change it, but make it. Mm -hmm. It's more important that you make it than if you sit around waiting for it to be perfect. Because even your worst piece of art can inspire somebody else to make their own. And that's important. And that means that you're important. So keep it up. And some awesome advice there, John. Thank you so much for that as well. Everyone watching right here is that link to check out once more. If you're unable to back, just put this wherever you can. Word of mouth is 100% free. That being said, it is time for us to wrap up. I, I hope you all have a fantastic Wednesday evening. But most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.